This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 12th. I am joined by my co-hosts, Tony Sanfilippo, Ryan Wink, and then Billy Galewood will be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing great, Chris. Doing good, Ryan. Good to see you, fellas. Great to be here for week two. And, uh, yeah, just ready to get going. Cool, cool, cool. Ryan, how doing you doing? Doing great. Doing great, guys. Good to see you this morning. Had my cup of coffee. <laughs> Feeling all juiced and ready to go. A little kickstart to the morning. That's right. Got to do it. Right on. All right. So want to ask you guys first thing this morning. Obviously, we've all had our fair share of crazy exes. Without naming any names, can you give any good stories about uh, just a, a crazy ex-girlfriend uh, incident or something that may have happened? Yeah, I'll throw one back to high school because I guarantee you she doesn't listen. So um, one good one I have was there was that girl from Dayton I dated, Stacy, um, or a.k.a. as everyone at Video Maniacs called her MC Chunk. But I, I don't she don't listen. You know that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so I used to like go go to her house out in Dayton all the time. And I had a really crappy Camaro Z28 like. It was all I could afford, but it was a cool car. It just broke down all the time. And conveniently, every time I went out to Dayton to see her, the car would break down, whether it be um, a flat tire, the steering wheel broke one time, and I always get stuck. And I didn't really – I liked her, but I didn't like her. And I got stuck, and her dad always wanted to watch WCW Monday Natro, so I always <laughs> got stuck over there. And I had to watch that. Well, um, when I finally had the courage to break up with this girl, she was like – um, she was like, uh, the girl from Wayne's world. Hi, Wayne. Hi. She'd show up at my house. And there was a one time you, me and Adam were at the Carson city carnival and I saw her. She's like, Tony, Tony. And I just, as the day I became a sprinter, that's when I learned how to run. So <laughs> yeah, just Ooh. booked it. Booked it. That's, that's just one. I know that doesn't listen. I could say the others. I'm just going to be nice to not say anything. There you go. What about you, Ryan? Man, nothing super crazy is coming to mind, but I, I did start dating this girl one time, and after about two dates, she pretty much wanted to tell me how to run my life 
how I should how I should be as a person, how I should dress, how I should show up. She was trying to take over and run the whole show two dates in. And I was like, nah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'd say that qualifies. All right. Well, it can't be. Yeah. Can't be as crazy as this. So a Kansas man who sought legal permission in Iowa to engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife is not insane, but merely angry over the child custody arrangement, according to a psychological evaluation. David Ostrom of Palo, Kansas, asked in a January 3rd court filing to be allowed to fight his former wife, Bridget Ostrom of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, so that he can, quote, Rend, <laughs> rend their souls from their bodies. The Ostroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. An Iowa judge responded by temporarily suspending David Ostrom's child visitation and ordering the evaluation. It found he is not troubled but has, quote, adjustment disorder with mixed emotional features, Os uh, Ostrom told the Des Moines Register. It essentially says, I'm not crazy. I just don't like being denied access to my children, he said. Ostrom asked the court to order psychological evaluations for his ex-wife and his attorney, according to a motion he filed Friday. Ostrom, who is representing himself in court, also filed a second motion Friday asking for parenting time with his child and that he be reimbursed $4,765 in legal fees and $2,200 for the psychological exam. The motion also seeks $255,000 for emotional damages so uh, i'd say uh, crazy is wanting to battle your ex and her attorney in a sword fight to the death why why are the crazies always representing themselves in court <laughs> because they're crazy doesn't it seem <laughs> right it's always the crazy ones i'm going to represent myself I'm worried more about the psychological evaluator who said that he's not crazy, that he just has an adjustment disorder with mixed emotional features. Oh, my! He's on fire! <laughs> yeah, it's... That, Go ahead, Tom. That, that's just crazy to me. I can't stop laughing at the sword fight. It made me think of, like, when I went through divorce. Like, nothing like that went through my head. I mean, I wanted to fight the Grimace, but I didn't... Uh, <laughs> I didn't suggest a sword fight. Maybe in, in hindsight, maybe a, a lightsaber duel would have been appropriate. You, you know what I liked is that he said, so I can render their souls from their bodies. <laughs> 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 oh, We're man. crazy, though, and I'm representing myself. And I may have smoked a thing of meth. I don't know. Well, and the fact that the judge responded by temporarily uh, suspending his child visitation, in that case, I would permanently suspend it. That is just downright nuts. <laughs> Psycho! Hey, everyone knows the only way to render someone's soul from their body is a sword fight. That is true. Yeah, that so is true. Just, just ask uh, the Highlander. <laughs> I will take your soul and my child back. <laughs> and the lawyer, he he threw the lawyer in too. He did as well. well to be fair, most lawyers deserve uh, uh, you know a sword fight at least. You know, so no, I just I just like that he wants to render the soul from the body of the lawyer as well. <laughs> it all comes back to rendering the soul from the body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, let's talk about today's Tuesday show. It is Taco Tuesday. We have a great show lined up for you today. We have Rank It with Ryan, where he runs down uh, 
a list of something that Tony and I have no idea about, and we take guesses at uh, what the top 10 are. A new feature that we're calling the Phoenix Tank. As you can tell, it's probably a ripoff of the Shark Tank, and it is. Our call-in topic, so get those phones ready at 9.15. We're talking the funniest excuses that you've ever made or received calling into work. We've got Billy's Musical Storytime, Ryan with This Day in History, and up next we have Tony with the Entertainment News. Folks, don't go anywhere. We've got a great show. We'll see you on the other side. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And back we are indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 12th. You guys can reach out to us anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Let us know how you're feeling. Hey, if you just want to vent, go ahead and vent. That is why we have set up the Phoenix line. It is a voicemail line where you can call in, leave a message about anything. That number is 855 Phoenix Radio, 855 F E N I X R D O, or 855 336 4973. Just let us know how you're doing. Keep it entertaining, and we'll put it together and compile it and put it out on the air um, as soon as we have enough uh, good ones that uh, we can make a whole segment out of it. So don't hesitate. Don't be shy. Go ahead and get there. 855-PHOENIX-RDO. Or if you're watching the video, you can see it right about there. Doesn't make for very good radio. But uh, in any case, at this time of the show, as we like to do every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Okay, good morning, everybody. Tuesday, May 12th, uh, we have some entertaining news today. And the first one starts with... Yeah, it's me, Deadpool, and I got an offer that you can't refuse. All right, Mr. Pool. Um, Unfortunately, it is not good news. Captain Deadpool. Captain, I couldn't find a good uh, soundbite where he didn't cuss in, so oh. that was <laughs> so. Deadpool three is unlikely to happen at Marvel, says creator Rob Layfield. So, so while there has zero plans, in an interview with Inverse, Layfield asked what the chances are still for a Deadpool slash X Force film movie now that the characters are under the Disney MCU umbrella, and his response was not encouraging. I don't know. Here's what people don't want to hear, but thank God I'm a realist. I feel like Deadpool, the movies, they've set sail, Layfield said. We got two brilliant movies, and we live in a culture that always looks forward because they're ever selling us is next, 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 and that is the fever. For me, as the fever comes down, people just need to calm down and realize that Deadpool 1 and 2 were released within two years of each other, 2016 and 2018, and I just can't. I'm not really crazy about Marvel's plan right now. So Layfield finds the MCU's Phase 4, which includes Black Widow, The Eternals, and uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, less than an exciting lineup than what preceded it. And it's a lineup without any X-Men or related movies in it. He added that even if Marvel Studios were to start work on a Deadpool movie today, it wouldn't come out for four more years. I just can't get excited about that. See, I don't You know what? Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can trust that. So Rob Liefeld is the comic book artist who created Deadpool. Now, he's got a little bit of insight, but not 
a lot when it comes to what the studios are doing. And uh, so, you know, basically he's talking about his feelings and he feels that it's not going to happen. I don't know. Deadpool and Deadpool 2 made so much money for Fox. I don't see a reason that uh, Marvel doesn't do it. The only thing I could possibly see is because it has an R rating that they do it under the Fox banner as opposed to the Disney uh, Marvel you know, Studios banner. I, I like Tony's. I like Tony's emotion as he, as he quoted him. I don't know. I'm not so into it. I can't get excited. I really. I feel like you channeled him. I just wanted to point that out. Great acting. Thanks, brother. <laughs> I try to get into that mindset, but you're right. The, well, thanks, man. The more the article goes, it's more of him really just complaining about it. But. I'm with you, Chris. I think they will make another one. I mean, they'd be stupid not to. So Exactly. Um, and uh, speaking of movies that may not happen, as the nerd world turns, it's a New Mutant story. <laughs> so it looks like New Mutants will be getting a theatrical release. Again? Uh, again. So uh, last week after a multi-year delay, we reported that the new mutant showed up randomly on the out of the blue Amazon pre-ordered for digital. Then it was immediately taken down. So what gives? Well, according to the Hollywood reporter, it seems that the studio is still looking to release the horror superhero film about five young mutants. They're not young anymore. Just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will to escape their past sins and save themselves the p the pre-order listing was apparently a mistake amazon system automatically put it in there um sources say the long delayed x film x-men film is still planned for theatrical release so the only reason why i add this in entertainment news is because it's entertaining to me because it's never going to see the light of day i don't it's it's the chinese democracy of movies exactly (laughs) And when it comes out, it's either going to be really good or really crappy. So, well, we'll we see. we may never know at this point. They'll push it back for 10 more years. and you know, <laughs> I know. They're still young. We can make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, in lighthearted news, we have some. Oh, my God. Friends news. So the show Friends, after being delayed indefinitely on the account of our friend Coronavirus. I didn't have the sound bite ready, so No, so you you do that. I, think, I, think, I like you just doing it. Okay. That's the that's that's my sound bite. Okay. All right, beautiful man. So they're getting together. Um they delayed the show for about a month or two to do the reunion for HBO Max. Um now it seems like they are going to shoot it uh they didn't want to do a six squares like everybody's doing on reunion shows on Zoom. So they wanted to skip it. So they're going to shoot the reunion special in person this summer. That's the goal because they want to make it feel special. Not saying that the other reunions haven't been special, but they want to make it different than what we've been getting lately. So um, it's going to launch in the fall, hopefully, as HBO Max rolls out May 27th. So that'll be uh, some really cool news. Yeah, about uh, two weeks from now, you know, and eight, I'm looking forward to HBO Max. I think it's going to be a good streaming service. Oh, I do, too. The advertisement is rolling out like uh, wildfire. Um, yeah. I see it everywhere, man. I mean, it's the one place where you can watch Big Bang Theory, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Friends, um, Game of Thrones, and countless other shows, all the DC property. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, so. yep. 
Um, in other news, uh, coming up, if you're a fan of... God, I love being a turtle! The 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, you can tune in as they will be doing a pizza watch. They're going to uh, rewatch with the original actress, uh, Judith Hogue, who played April O'Neil. Her and the four Ninja Turtles, well, the ones that were in the suits, and that would be uh, Michelin Sisti, Leif Tilden, David Foreman, and Josh Pace. They will all be watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and eating pizza. So they on May 23rd, it's World Turtle Day. And on TMNT Movie 1990 YouTube channel, you can watch the original flick from our childhood along with the original cast. And I have to say, the original April O'Neil aged very well. She looks better today than she did when we were kids. No kidding. Really? Yeah, surprisingly enough. Although I thought... Uh, Paige Turco and TMNT2, The Secret of the Earth. I thought she was a hotter April O'Neil. Yeah, yeah. Now, I thought Ernie Reyes Jr. was one of the original Turtles. I guess not. Right. I thought he was, too, because then he came out and played Kino in the second one. But, right. Yeah, but no, it's, apparently he's not a part of this listening one. So, yeah. or, right. uh, and I'm surprised they don't have Casey Jones either watching it. Right. So. <laughs> right? What's he but, doing? He was probably the biggest actor to come out of that. I mean, you saw him in everything in the... 90s and early 2000s. I think he even had a role on uh, Law and Order. Oh, oh, he did, didn't he? <laughs> did you say that just to play that soundbite? Maybe. All right. All right. Speaking of sound bites, let's roll into this next one, and it's about Carol Basket. Carol Basket. Builder, husband, wife. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Let them, the tigers, they snack it. What's happening? Carol Basket. <laughs> I, had, I had to get this in the show today. I had oh. to get a Carol Baskin in on Thank you. You oh. are welcome, brother. You're going to love this story, Ryan. Carol and Howard Baskin are going to make trading cards made by Leaf. Carol Baskin is on a whole new level of pop culture success. One even Joe Exotic does, hasn't gotten his paws on. Good old <laughs> nice. trading cards. The Tiger King star, as well as her loyal and living husband, Howard, <laughs> now have their mugs plastered across official Leaf collectible trading cards. And they're certainly dressed for the occasion. Carol Baskin and Harold Baskin's cover pick has them rocking matching big cat costumes. It's epically awful and i will share it to the christian phoenix uh facebook page so you guys can see this now while carol's been reluctant to give interviews unless she's been tricked by some people in europe to do it um she has beef with netflix on how they portrayed her what and her first husband of dawn she is actually cool with the merch rolling out though no big deal Leaf says that it is a mutual partnership with the Baskins, and you can tell everyone involved is on the same page. They're wearing the same costume. <laughs> Not coincidentally, we think there is no mention whatsoever of Dawn. There is a stake, though, somewhere. <laughs> special, special rookie edition. The card says Howard and Carol Baskin are leading the Big Cat Rights Advocates. The couple operates Big Cat Rescue near Tampa, Florida. The debate over the exotic king animal in private zoos hit a fever pitch with the 2020 Netflix documentary Tiger King. 
Um, it doesn't say, it says, any of you cool cats and kittens interested oh. in keeping one of these cards, it'll cost you $8 while a pack of 50 runs 200 What? I would buy the car. They're horse for success. I can't stop laughing. This story is just too funny, man. <laughs> Carol, well, we'll, we'll buy you some time, Tony. We're going to play our birthday intros and go ahead and take us through the celebrity birthdays. It's my Oh, man. So for the birthdays today, uh, let's see where my little birthday thing go. It disappeared on me. Um, well, this is just awkwardly awkward because uh, my birthday note disappeared. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Sorry. I'm ready. All right. Make it quick. Live radio. Let's screw this up. Okay. Birthdays. Short enough. Uh, Rami Malik of Mr. Robot and Bohemian Rhapsody, a.k.a. Freddie Mercury, is 39. This website cannot tell 1981 birthdays, says he's 38. Oh, nice! Okay, Tony Hawk, this professional skateboarder, is 51 years old. Um, the Mighty Duck Man, Emilio Estevez. Emilio! 57. Emily Van Camp, 33. She is Sharon Carter in Captain America Winter Soldier. Very, very pretty. Uh, Steve Smith, former Panthers and Ravens wide receiver, is 40. And to quote, we're going to do one heavenly birthday today, and I'm going to drop you a quote, see if you guys know this one. He said, here's all you have to know about men and women. Women are crazy. Men are stupid. And the main reason women are crazy is that men are stupid. Who said George that? Carlin. Boom. He would have been 83 years young today. So don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. That's your celebrity birthdays today. All right, folks, we will be right back with Rank It With Ryan. Don't go anywhere. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 12th. We are all over social media. There is nowhere you can't find us. Uh, and every show is broadcast live on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. So uh, head over to uh, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. You can find the live feed there. Uh, we're also hosting individual watch parties. Or head over to the America Matters Media YouTube page and look up the Christian Phoenix Radio Show playlist there. Now, if you want to find me online, I am at uh, Facebook, as I just mentioned, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is at Facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo, S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo eighty one. He was actually born in eighty one, not ninety four. And Ryan is available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan dot wink, or even easier on Instagram at Names Wink. Now it is Tuesday, and as we like to do on every Tuesday, we have Rank It with Ryan. Dramatic. All right. 
thought you were right. The Macho Man Randy Savage's music. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ricky with Brian, it's on, brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good, man. That's really the mannerisms. Yes. <laughs> You nail it. He's got you it nail down. It. He's got nail it, it, man. <laughs> well, it is Tuesday, and that means another edition of Rank It With Ryan with myself, Ryan Wink. So today I picked a topic. It was kind of tying in with something we touched on yesterday, which was movies. We were talking about reboots, throwbacks, um, and scary movies came up. So I found a list of the scariest movies ever made. And I figured that'd be a good one for you guys because your movie buffs. Oh, we love horror so- We love horror movies, so uh, you definitely picked the right one. Now, just to preface it, are these individual movies or are these, uh, can they be movie series? Individ- I mean, let's, they're individual movies. If there was multiple, they'd be the originals. Okay. All right. So I think you guys, I think you have a good shot at nailing quite a few of these. All right. So let's go ahead and let Tony lead things off. We'll give him the advantage. And I have a feeling I know what he's going to say first, but uh, go for it, Tone. You want me to say for which scary movie? What's the scariest, top 10 scariest movies of all time, according to Ranker? According to Ranker, um, I would say if they're going to rank it, Going back in time, uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Just one guess, bud. You said roll, so I grabbed the ball and I rolled. No, just take one guess. We got to take turns <laughs> here. <laughs> What's with kids today, huh? Freddy <laughs> so what is your official first guess? Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Because you're right, that is on the top ten list. Nightmare, no. nightmare on the Elm Street. No respect. What number? You know, did, I love. What number did that, that one? That is number come? five. Number five. Okay. All right. So there's four better than that one. Well, I'm at gonna... least uh, the year I was born, 1984. Very cool. Uh, my favorite uh, horror movie franchise of all time, by the way. Um, I'm gonna say Halloween. Halloween is on there. That is number 10. Barely made the list, but made the oh. list nonetheless. Hey, it still counts. I'm right. gonna, next one, I'm going to say The Exorcist. The Exorcist, of course, is on the list. That's number one. Oh. <laughs> nailed it, sir. Tony oh. nailed number one. So I'm hoping it's in the top 10. Ryan and I were talking about this yesterday, that uh, this movie scared the crap out of me as a kid. I'm going to say Hellraiser. Hellraiser did not make the top 10. Oh. Um, I never seen it. Like I said, I think the cover scared me enough hey, to dude. not even need to watch it. Yeah. You saw a pinhead down at the local grocery store when they had VHS. Yeah. Hell no. Video maniacs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like maniacs no. in the name. You're I'm like, good. Give me the popcorn. I'm out of here. Yeah, and if the co- uh, if the cover scared you, then uh, the movie for sure would have. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm oh. gonna say the Friday the Thirteenth series. Um, looking here, um, did not make the top ten. Ooh, I've got a chance to catch up. I am gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna say Poltergeist. 
Holzer guys also did not make the top ten. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Dude, we, I swear to God, I saw the old man for Poultry Guys at work. I know he's long dead, but I thought I saw him. It scared the crap out of me. I was like, I got to go. The lady was even scarier. The short lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Tony, it's your guess. I'm going to say with Ranker, man, it's weird because some of the classics are not in there. Um is child's play on there it's not wow <laughs> all right i mean i would kick chucky but still. now some yeah. of these some of these are more classic so think even a little further back than you think oh okay okay, okay. all right um i'm actually going to jump ahead knowing that it's ranker and 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 people uh you know tend to be a little bit younger on this i'm going to say the conjuring the conjuring is number two Boom! Tony nice. and I are tied. I've never uh, seen The Conjuring. Can it, you believe it? It's good. It's good. In fact, I just watched it the day before yesterday. Yeah. All right. That's the only one on here I haven't seen, so I got to watch that. Oh, there's one other. Okay. Go ahead, Tone. I'm going to say, uh, if we're thinking old school, um, let me say Dracula. Dracula is not on there. Not, yeah, you went way old school. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I went way out. I was thinking like Boris cloth monsters and stuff. Koloff. I love when you butcher names. <laughs> no one stopped me from butchering Karen Gillen's name yesterday. I kept saying Jillian, and then at the end, you're all Karen Gillen. <laughs> just just very on the slide. slide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you were looking for Boris Karloff there. <laughs> All right, so thinking a little bit older than the classics, Creature from the Black Lagoon? Not that old, again. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry. And we're getting stumped on just simple stuff here, like for scary movies. I know. Um, I'm just going to say, just because I just said scary movies, is Scream in there? No. <laughs> You are. I just got a one. Dang it. Well, it's not your turn. Yep. I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to I'm going to say oh, what's older than We got Friday the 13th. Um older than Child's Play, newer than Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Well, that narrows it down. Yeah. Um, I, it's a sci-fi movie, but I'm going to say Alien. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not on there either, sir. I'm sorry. Right. You guys are striking out. I know. We, we'll do one more round. Tony, go ahead and uh, give us a guess. I'm going to say, because what, what you guys talked about in Reboots yesterday, and I agree with Ryan and Jenny... I'm going to go original pet cemetery. You know, it is on the top 20, but it's number 13. Oh. <laughs> Just outside. But with, with, with my final guess, I'm going to uh, go along the lines with Stephen King, and I'm going to say Carrie. Carrie also not on the top 10. 
Oh, oh my gosh! Well, Tony and I ended with a tie at two apiece. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and run us down from ten to one. What are the top ten scariest movies according to Ranker.com? All right, here we go. Number ten, Halloween. We got that one. All right. Number nine, Insidious. Have you guys seen Insidious? It's not that scary. I've never seen it. Uh, like Adam Sandler. Oh, horse! <laughs> no! <laughs> All right, oh, number yeah. number eight, The Shining. Oh. Oh. oh, we had we had we had the Stephen King theme. It's just we we went the wrong direction with it. Uh, number seven, The Amityville Horror. Okay. Oh. All right, I can see that. <laughs> T- Tony seems disappointed. I know. They sound simple. Plastic now. Six. Hello, Clarice. Oh, Silence, Silence of the, the Lambs. Lambs. Such a good movie. <laughs> I eat a liver with fava beans and candy. <laughs> All right. Number five, Nightmare on Elm Street. Elm Street, not Elm Street. Elm Street. Elm Street. Nightmare on Carol Baskin Street. Carol Baskin. Number one, Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Number four, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which oh. did have a reboot, but they did put the original on here. Well, I have never <laughs> did you guys see the reboot? I did. I like the reboot. Still not as good as the Toby Hooper original, though. But good. Yeah, I watched that as a kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Number three also had a reboot recently. Can you guess, Stephen King? It. No. Boom. Really? It. You nailed it. <laughs> it. That was a TV Pre- movie. Yeah, I know. And Pennywise, it, it was, was so series. easy. <laughs> Tim Cutter. Num- and then you guys got these last two. Number two, The Conjuring. And number one, The Exorcist. Well, folks, that does it for another rendition, I guess you would say, of rendition. Rank it with Ryan, folks. When we come back, it's time for the Phoenix Tank. Don't go anywhere. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. We are into the final segment of the first hour. We've got a whole nother hour in front of us. But wanted to remind you that if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and check any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcasts link, and look for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a collection of the podcasts, the podcast channels, the video. Um, you know, you can get everything you need there. Or you can head over to anywhere you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Wherever you find podcasts, we are there. While you're there, go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And, uh, you know... Obviously, share the word because uh, you know the more listeners we have, the more fun we have. 
We love the interaction that you guys give us uh, both on the phone calls, on the Phoenix line, and uh, when we are live on Facebook as well. Now, I wanted to debut a new segment, and uh, for those of you who are watching and listening, you'll notice that uh, Ryan is still with me, but we did lose Tony again to the singularity. So uh, we've got Ryan for this segment, and this new segment I like to call the Phoenix Tank. As you can tell from the music, it is a cheap ripoff of Shark Tank. And uh, our resident Mark Cuban, Ryan, is going to act as our investor. I'm going to go through a, uh, a number of Kickstarter gadgets that I found uh, that are fairly interesting. And uh, describe them to Ryan and see if he'd be willing to invest or if he's going to pass. So our first one is the Fresh Clean Air Shield by Jimmy James and Company. They are seeking a goal of $1.5 million, and they've raised $1 so far. <laughs> Solid start. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the description is, welcome to my project, the Fresh Clean Air Shield. After seeing a report on air quality around the world from the WHO and what we breathe in got me to design this Fresh Clean Air Shield. This one filter is better than a HEPA filter and the N95 face mask because I took the HEPA filter and the N95 face mask material and I combined them together into one filter that gives a better filtering system for clean air. As you see in my video, I have three working prototypes of what I want to bring to market. I'm seeking funds for a startup, a manufacturing facility. All funds will be used for this project. Uh, Endiver, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have everything planned out to be up and running within eight weeks after I reach my funding amount. The asking amount will be used for building, tooling, production, setup, stock, labor, and legal costs, plus other related costs for the startup business. Now, if you take a look at it, it is basically a baseball cap with a filter and fan tied into the brim and a plastic face shield in front of the face. Um, it is about as cheesy as it gets, and uh, I'm, I'm going to post it on our Facebook page for everybody to uh, take a look at. But it's not up to you guys. It's up to our resident Phoenix, Mark Cuban version, Ryan Wink. Now, Ryan, is this something you'd invest in? I have a question. What's what's his plan? Uh, what's the retail cost of this thing? Ooh, good question. Let me uh, scroll through here. Well, because I all he, I think that's part of the problem is that uh, he has not marked what the retail cost is. Uh, it looks like the pledge of twenty five dollars or more will earn you one uh, soft hat face shield, or uh, fifty dollars or more will give you the fresh air. Uh, t-shirt plus face shield. So it looks like probably around 25 bucks is going to be the retail cost. Well, it sounds like this guy wasn't very inventive. He took a HEPA filter and an N95 mask and slapped them together. It's not somebody that I would want to go into business with. I, w I would like a little more ingenuity in what he's doing. So for me, I'm going to have to say I'm going to pass. I will not invest. Nope. All right. We will move on to a idea that comes straight out of six years ago and has since passed, but apparently what's old is new again, even if it's six years old. We're talking the fidget spinner USB. 
Finit Spidger, you, uh, Finit Spidger, wow, Fidget Spinner <laughs> is a 16 gigabyte USB flash drive that uses ABS plastic. It's light and easy to play with, and of course, one of the ends pops off to be a USB drive. It looks like uh, it'll cost you about $11 for a 16 gigabyte version. And uh, that's it. I think they only offered in 16 gigabytes. So if you're having nostalgias or nostalgia for about five years ago, want to play with a fidget spinner and save your data at the same time, we offer up the fidget spinner USB, and uh, it is currently at four thousand two hundred seventy-five dollars uh, as of this moment. What are they trying to raise? Uh, you know, they don't say. I don't think they put okay. a cap on it. See, the thing is, if you're storing your data on something, don't you want to keep that in a bag somewhere safe? Fidget spinners you have out all the time. To me, that just doesn't seem like a smart way to keep your precious data. Well, not only that, but, you know, fidget spinners are played mostly with by 10-year-olds, 11, 12. How much data are they really saving? Not a, not that much. This is to me is a stupid idea, and I'm gonna have to poo poo it. That's a big no from me. Oh hell no! <laughs> All right. Our next one is the candy coffin. Play and eat snacks at your fingertips while you were playing video games. The candy coffin is a box for all your candies to snuggle into before you open the escape hatch to release them out into your hand and into your mouth. You have access to candy without letting go of your controller. So if you, uh, you know, are, are a video game addict and you want Cheeto fingers and uh, you know just just can't pause the game long enough to get up out of your seat and head over to the kitchen, you've got the candy coffin, which is a 3D printed block that attaches to your video game controller and dispenses candy at a will. Um, Twenty dollars has been raised of the one dollar goal. It's nice that they have a reasonable goal there. Ryan, is this something you would invest in? This is amazing. This is American ingenuity at its finest. Now, here's the problem that I see with this. You still have to take the candy and put it into your mouth. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so you're taking your hand off the controller anyway and may end up losing. Okay, so for those on the video, this it's the difference. Okay, so here's the controller. It's the difference of this to this. This is me reaching down and then into the mouth. You're saving, what, a quarter of a second? Maybe. You're basically, it's the difference between having to reach a few inches over to whatever receptacle you're keeping your candy in to now just having a, an, a candy coffin? Why are we calling it a coffin? I is that it doesn't even really look like a coffin. It's just a rectangular box that holds your candy. So, it's, well, it sounds I think to coffin's me... a fitting name because this is dead in the water. It's a no <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for our first installment of the Phoenix Tank. We'll post those up on Facebook. Let us know what you think, if it's something you would invest in. But, folks, we got to go to our long break. We will be back after this with Billy Galewood and our call-in topic. Folks, don't go anywhere.
Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Well, folks, welcome back to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. This is a Tuesday, May 12th. I am joined by my co-host, Ryan Wink. We lost Tony to the singularity, but we did pick up our special guest host, Billy Galewood. Billy, how you doing today? Uh, I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. I know it's early for you, but uh, you know we're we're appreciative that uh, you're able to join us. And uh, no, I was up at four. I'm like that David Goggins guy. You know, I was up at four. I was just running, shirt off, <laughs> yelling at my iPhone for other people to you run with their shirt off. That's what I do. That's commitment. <laughs> that <laughs> is commitment. <laughs> sipping coffee, burping, farting, and sipping coffee. <laughs> Well, this is an interactive show. We want you guys to call in at the end of the segment for the topic we're about to talk about at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255 and toll free from anywhere in the world. So if you are in Uruguay and you are uh, a former Nazi who is uh, uh, escaping uh, penalties and uh, the death sentence, you're welcome to call us, but we may give your... uh, location away just because oh we'll give you up we, we put we your don't vpn on before you call in yeah <laughs> <laughs> again that's 844-790-TALK 844-790-8255 we will open up the phone lines at the end of the segment and invite you guys to call in which we hope you will do don't be shy don't be scared we're just having a conversation and we're having fun so the topic today is the funniest excuses that you've ever given or received calling into work and so we talked earlier last week about how uh, uh, I worked at uh, teleperformance Tony worked at teleperformance I believe you worked at teleperformance as well I did right I did and uh, so in my case it wasn't really a call-in it was more of a uh, I'm going to lunch and never came back and uh, I love that technique yeah you know it's like I'm gonna go grab a bite to eat and you just bounce oh yeah and i peeled out of the parking lot you know i i I made a scene of it so uh yeah you know that that was quitting a job not quite calling in sick but uh you know we've either been managers or you know everybody plays hooky uh what about you guys any uh standouts as far as you know what you've given to call in or you've received in return yeah I got a small pamphlet uh, printed <laughs> with all the times and stupid things I said, but my favorite one, because I did that walk out at lunch at a at a uh, at a daycare and I was like, hey, y'all, I'm quitting at lunch. They were only five, so they didn't even know what I was talking about, but I, I followed through. I think the but, only thing they probably got from that was lunch. Yeah. And abandonment <laughs> issues. Right. Uh, <laughs> 
the uh, but the one that really stands out to me the one i used to do singing telegrams right i was uh eastern onion singing telegrams so and and i would uh you know i dress up as like a cop and like you know you take your shirt off and throw it over some old lady's face and this and that but like <laughs> i so one day my my friend's father passed away and for some reason and i sang at the funeral and for some reason and i had a singing telegram and they were once you booked it they were like no 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 you cannot call off so I had this brilliant idea to call in and tell him my arm was broken, <laughs> that I broke my arm, but I still had to go to the office once a week. So I just wrapped it for like two months with a gauze wrap. <laughs> I'd go in with this gauze wrap. And then finally they were like, you, you didn't break your arm. But, and then I quit. And then I quit. Uh, uh, as well on lunch. So you had the uh, dollar store cast to go and and tried to just stretch it out as long as you could it before was they so called you out. So dumb, like never say I, I broke my arm. Something that is a physical, visible thing that you have to show up somewhere to show. So you got the flu. <laughs> <laughs> Probably easier to do. What about you, Ryan? Usually they say break a leg in performance art, but uh, yeah. in this case. I guess telegrams you bring an arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this this actually I did also leave uh whatever that telemarketing place was. I just I just didn't show up on my third day of work, never went back for the check. But this is a story. This wasn't me, but I, I lived in Australia for about four months and uh my roommate, we called him Dimsey. He uh he worked for a buddy of his doing construction and this was our early 20s, so we used to go out and drink and party a lot. So one night we went out. I think we got home 3, 4 in the morning. And sometime during the night, he called his buddy and left a message. He's like, I can't come into work tomorrow. I got in a fight and I got beat up. <laughs> and he wakes up the next day um, and he's like, why did I say I got in a fight? He's like, He's like, Winkus, I need you to punch me in the face. He's like, I've got to go in with some bruises. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, you got to punch me in the face. You've got to punch me in the face, mate. And I'm like, so I'm trying to punch him in the face, but I couldn't really, con <laughs> I couldn't conjure, the, you know, just the aggression to do the it. The aggression yeah. to punch my friend in the face to, yeah. to actually leave him a black eye right. or a, <laughs> bloody nose so i tried a few times and i just couldn't punch him hard enough and it, was, it wasn't leaving any marks so <laughs> finally he gets the bright idea he's like i've got it he's like and he got he goes into like the garage or something and he comes back with a piece of sandpaper <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i've got to do it winkus i've got to pull the trigger and he puts it to the side of his head and he's like i'm gonna do it and he just rubs the sandpaper on the side of his face leaving a sandpaper like abrasion on the side of his face to show his friend who was his oh boss that he got in a fight to get out of work for one day <laughs> he should and his friend was the boss yeah I, he was just committed to the lie at that point he's like i got in a fight i can't admit i lied i've got to go in with some sort of confusion Something, mate. Sandpaper. Jeez. To the face. <laughs> he should have done like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. I kicked my own ass. 
Oh, he did. He kicked his own ass. I could wow. I couldn't do it. I tried three failed punches and it was in the jaw. Yeah. It's like I could see you up there like trying to like <laughs> like you know like all like like I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. I can't do it. Does that I couldn't. Does that make you a really good friend and a really bad friend at the same time? Yeah, at the same time. It's a it's a what is it? A paradox? Yeah. Paradox and moron. Uh, uh yeah, something couple of those a paradoxy man i tried to punch my friend in the face for his own good but i couldn't do it i i felt that was commitment though if nothing else he was committed he followed through that's pretty good well folks we are (laughs) opening the phone lines give us a call right now 844-790-TALK 844-790-8255 give us the funniest excuse you've ever given or received for calling into work and uh, you know, let us know if you can uh, beat Ryan's story or uh, Billy's story. So uh, stay tuned. We will be right back. Give us a call now. Phone lines are open. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. On a Tuesday, May 12th, we are talking the funniest excuses for people to call into work, whether you've given the excuse, whether you've received the excuse. Um, You know, everybody plays hooky now and then, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, you have to make it believable. You have to make it uh, worthwhile. And uh, in Billy's case, you don't want to make it quite so long-term that uh, they're going to call you out on it. (laughs) But the phone lines are open. We are encouraging people to call in 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Give us the best excuse that you've called in with. Obviously, if your boss is listening, uh, maybe change your name. You know, that way... uh, you know, you, you can't uh, use that excuse again. Now, uh, as we are waiting for some uh, people to call in, are you guys able to think of any other excuses that uh, may have come up in your lifetime that, uh, you know, have either worked or, or gloriously backfired on you at some point? Yep. I, I, uh, <laughs> I was in, uh, I used to teach gymnastics for seven years. I was a gymnastics teacher, uh, though I knew nothing about gymnastics. <laughs> It was my it was my profession for years. Classic uh, Billy. I knew yeah, nothing you know, about it yet. I taught it for seven years. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know how the power of when kids are like, "Can you show me?" and you go, "Hey, your parents aren't paying me to do it." That got me out of like years of having to show anybody that I couldn't do it. <laughs> and uh, and um, one day I was hired by Cirque du Soleil. Oh no! Some guy, no, let me let me let me rephrase that. Some guy. Some some. Old cast members of Cirque du Soleil did a huge children's show for like two or three thousand people. And they wanted me to be that comedian character. There's in every Cirque du Soleil show, there's the clown. And I come from a clowning background. Let's put a smile on that face. That kind of clown? (laughs) Yes, yes. I used to hide in gutters and bait kids with balloons. Right. (laughs) But uh, I, uh, so... I, I had to call off work again. I didn't, I knew about it for months, didn't make it happen. And then I called in and I was like, and I told them I tripped on a curb 
and fell and hit my face on the curb. <laughs> like, it's like just an odd thing. And funny enough, they thought I actually got into a fight. And the, and the owner was like, you got no fight, didn't you? She wanted my character to be. And I was like, no, I got in a fight with the curb and my face lost. And luckily enough, in the show, I hit myself in the face with a chair by accident because I was bouncing a chair in my face and it fell out of my face. And so I had a mark and I was like, see, this is a curb. <laughs> and I like stuck to, and I and I I literally said, How dare you? You wanna if you ever hear me say how dare you, I'm completely lying. You're lying like, through your how, teeth. How dare you? How dare you say that I didn't fall? <laughs> if we've learned anything <laughs> from this is ludicrous. Audacity. If any of those words, I'm lying. <laughs> Straight up. If we've learned anything from Billy today, it's uh if you're making up an excuse, make it an internal illness, not an external one. <laughs> yeah, and don't use words you don't use. Right. <laughs> Preposterous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't even know what that word means. <laughs> well, folks, we do want you to call in with your best excuses. 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. We do have a caller on the line. Who are we speaking with? This is Dana. Hi, Dana. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good, good. So uh, best excuse that uh, you've either given or have received uh, when calling into work. So I have a little bit of both. Um, I'm actually a nursing instructor, and I've had a lot of students who are perfectly well, say on a Wednesday in class, and the next day they're calling me and telling me, oh, I have a cough now, and I'm running a fever, and I have diarrhea, and the list just goes <laughs> on and on. And... Then they'll send an email, you know, about four hours later, and they're starting to feel better. And, of course, I'm a nurse. So most of the symptoms, they either go together or they don't go together. Right. <laughs> um, and I've also been in um, a college as a program director, and I've had employees who will make up, just the craziest excuses. I've always said I should keep a, a record of every time somebody calls in sick and the excuse. Kind of like a drug addict looking for drugs. Right. They always come up with the craziest excuses ever. Well, And then, of course, they show up the next day to work or school and, oh, they're just feeling great, but try to act like they still, uh, can I go to the bathroom? I think I still have a little diarrhea. <laughs> I, I'm of the mindset that if somebody admits that they have diarrhea, whether they do or not, um, you just give them a pass. You know that that's ballsy to call in with diarrhea. <laughs> that, I know that diarrhea. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. That reminds me of being a kid, though, on... and you're like, I don't feel good. My head hurts and my throat, and I kind of yeah. have a cough and like my stomach, and there's a little diarrhea. You just throw out every symptom. <laughs> I always, I, I the... always like to tell them, well, maybe you should go to the doctor and and have a sigmoidoscopy done, and they need to draw some blood. That sounds really serious. And then, of course, they think about it for a while, and they think, oh my god, is she really telling me that I might possibly have something? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, what, what's Did that? Did you know phenomenon? that uh, diarrhea is hereditary? It runs in your genes. Oh, Hello. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Well, Dana, thank you for calling in. That was uh, a great story. And uh, hopefully we'll have you join us on some of the other call-in topics uh, down the road. All righty. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, folks, uh, call in. You know, Give us a story like Dana's, similar to Dana's, completely different from Dana's. 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, I do have to say that... Uh, you know, if somebody's calling in and say, "Oh, I've, I, you know, I've, I've got a, a cough and anal leakage," um, either they're lying or they've got something seriously wrong with them. What's what's worse, uh, the word diarrhea or anal <laughs> leakage? <laughs> the, the latter. The latter, right? Because well, anal leakage doesn't sound like it could be cured. No, <laughs> it no. Sounds like you just have a leak. Well, and it like sounds. It sounds like the side effect of every pharmaceutical uh, commercial that's on TV. <laughs> right. Yeah. It does. Side effects may include <laughs> anal, anal <laughs> leakage. Anal leakage. <laughs> it's funny. Total hum- humiliation. When uh, Billy was talking earlier about uh, the random job he had teaching gymnastics to kids, it made me think of a call-in topic we can do where you lied on your resume and it completely backfired on you. So something to keep in your mind you know, in the back of your head. But uh, we've got two minutes left in this segment. We still want you guys to call 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Don't be shy. We'll break you guys one of these days. We're just having fun. Call in. Let us know. Um, in the meantime, guys, I, I, Billy's got a million stories. I would imagine you probably got at least one more. Uh, sure. Well, uh, <laughs> I did. What came up, what came up, uh, uh, one, one, <laughs> It just, it, I'm still stuck on diarrhea, uh, kind of. <laughs> one more, but I did get to one of my crown moments of my life. No, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, uh, the, uh, I got to say diarrhea at the Hollywood Bowl in Los, in Los Angeles in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> I ended, I ended uh, a, 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 a speech by quoting the movie Ford Fairlane, and I got to say, you're like an island of reality and an ocean of diarrhea. <laughs> 20,000, 17,000 people. Hello. Talk about resume. <laughs> That's great. Um, but for quitting, uh, it was, the lunch was always something I prided myself on. It was just like sort of a way to slap them in the face. But, you know, one time I quit on lunch and went back for my check. You know how you said you didn't go back for your yeah. check? And my girlfriend made me do it. She goes, we're getting that check and you're going to get it. I'm like, how does that work? What do I, what am I, the muscle? Look at me. Baggy. Well, let's go ahead and call out with, uh, sorry, sign out of the segment with one more caller. Who do we have here on the line? Hey, guys, it's Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Tim is one of our regular callers. He is the host of Saturday Morning Rewind podcast great show to check out tim uh, go ahead and uh, what is your excuse that you've either given or received you know i find i have three younger children and they are the best excuses when calling in sick because you can say that they're homesick they have to stay with them and then when you go back to work the next day you don't get all the questions like oh are you still on a riot today you feeling better you don't have to fake it you know what i mean that's brilliant and kids are always so- sick 
they they really are. They really are. And then meanwhile, they're at school. I'm at home sleeping in, <laughs> watching a movie. Like it's so easy just to use your kids. That's probably the reason why I have three kids. <laughs> there you go. Turn <laughs> turn on the Disney Channel to uh, babysit them while you get a uh, good day's sleep. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Tim, appreciate it. Uh, we love that uh, you keep contributing and calling in, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Sounds awesome. Got oh, a good one. Thanks, Tim. Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. All right, folks, we will be right back. We've got Billy's musical story time coming up, and uh, don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss it. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 12th. Now, on the top of the uh, show, we talk a little bit about the Phoenix line that we've set up. It is a voicemail line for you to call in, vent how you're feeling, let us know how you're surviving coronavirus. You know, uh, fill us in on what you're doing on the day-to-day. You can just check it, check in, or if you have a uh, excuse like we had in our last segment about calling into work, uh, you know, obviously to play hooky, but uh, you found it entertaining, by all means, call in to the Phoenix line. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or for those of you who don't enjoy the alphanumeric, trying to figure that out it is 855-336-4973 keep it entertaining and we may just put you on the air now we are here with our special guest host billy galewood who's going to take us through billy's musical story time welcome to billy's musical story time and i just want to say that um there's things that you can do right there's things that you can do i know unemployment is up but what i say don't consider yourself unemployed. Consider yourself retired. That way it's a lot nicer on your, on your spirit. I retired 20 years ago and never wanted to work again. And it's working half ass. But okay, you guys, but there's things you can also do at home. Okay, you need to find your inner peace, your inner you, your you, you that makes you, 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 you know what I mean? And remember, because this is the new now, and the new now, now, is the only now, now. And the new now is not even the now, now, because that now was before, and now it's the, now it's now, now. (laughs) So what I suggest you guys do is maybe do a little stretching, a little stretch, a little yoga, do it at home, because there's many benefits you can get from yoga. This is a story about the benefits that I got from yoga. And remember, the light in me shines a little brighter than the light in you. (laughs) here we go it's a little yoga you could do this with the kids okay so you could just tell them this story from your uncle billy about his first yoga class and this is how yoga transformed my life i lost my virginity in shavasana it all started when i was halfway through my vinyasana she looked at my third eye and said, would you pinch my rasana? Ooh, she caught me by surprise and sped up my pranayama. That's your heart. That is the first place I ever got laid. And now 
My twisty straight. That's my third eye going crazy. You put the O in yoga. You're going down on my downward facing dog. You are what's up in my supine twist. That's that twisty one. Okay, second verse. Thought my bow was strong. You wanted a chaturanga all night long. Put your hands upon your wheel and I'll make you squeal. Wow! Boy, you drive me crazy when I see your happy baby. And oh, how I want your cow to caress my cat. Wow! Yoga is the first place I ever got laid. Oh, no money violated my auric space. Stay out my auric space. Tada into dasana. Hey, have a namaste. Cause it's true, you never feel bad. After a yoga class, it's true. And it's true, you never feel bad. After you got some ass. <laughs> yes. Yoga, kids. Yoga. Now, it sounds like not only is yoga fun for the whole family, but it also helps in making a family as well. Yes, I've made several families <laughs> in yoga, and I don't talk to all of them, but I should because then I would get to get more days off work. There you go. You were saying earlier, talk have kids about, so you don't have to work. Talk about a callback. <laughs> well, <laughs> for those of those who are listening or watching that are in uh, you know, containment, sequestered, uh, whatever you may want to call what we're going through right now, uh, any other stories or songs that you want to share with the folks and, and just sort of brighten their day, Billy? Uh, any song to brighten their day? Or story. Or story, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Um, let me think here. Let me think. Okay, I'll do a combination. Ooh. All right? I'll do a combination of a story and a brightful day chorus. It goes like this. I'm a ghetto blaster, a microphone commander, a chain reactor, oh yeah. When I'm in love, I hope you're in love. When I'm in love, when I'm in love. Now, I'd like to, th I'm, I'm thinking of a story right now of not only did I quit on jobs, I've quit on people, okay? And I gotta say, it's much nicer and easier to quit on a job than it is to quit on people. And um, one day I quit on a person and you find, uh, see, here's the deal. When I went to college, I, I was dating an older woman. She was 24 and uh, I was 18 and she convinced me of a very valuable thing. Before you go to college, make sure that your boyfriend wears a wedding ring. So we bought wedding rings together when I was in love. And so I literally at 18 years old showed up to New York City for the first time at my musical theater performance arts college with a wedding ring. And you know what a wedding ring says? I'm not going to get any for my college experience. Okay, so then what I realized is when she came up and visited me one time, it was one of those things that was like, I'll, I'll, she'll come, she'll visit me, she'll visit me, and then I'll, she'll leave, and I'll pretend everything's good, and then I'll never call her again, and, and just never answer the phone, because back then you didn't have caller ID, you just didn't answer the phone, or you went, hello, 
you know so then what i did she came up and visited me i avoided her uh, a lot she went home and then what i did is i took that ring and i took it to the diamond district and uh i uh, i swapped it for 30 dollars and i bought an iguana i'm a ghetto blaster a microphone commander a chain reactor that iguana's name was boner the barbarian when i would mouth I was in love with buying lizards. Not you. I was in love. Sorry, Michelle. It was you. I didn't like you because of you. It was you, not me. There you go. There you go, folks. Um, story time, music time. Kids, listen up. Remember, I don't know. <laughs> and there you go life lessons there. straight from billy on billy's from uncle billy yep Bill, that was billy's musical story time hope to have more of those in the future folks when Absolutely. we get back we are going to head into our last segment of the show and we are talking this day in history with ryan don't go anywhere it's going to be fun Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And sadly, we are into the last segment of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show here on a Tuesday, May 12th. You know, the time goes by so quick, but if you guys did miss a portion of the show, you know, we, we do two hours every day and uh, we have so much fun Uh if you need to go back and listen to yesterday's show or any of last week, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show, and you can find all of our previous shows there or anywhere that you get podcasts. So Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, you name it, we are there. And uh, subscribe leave a review let us know what you think somebody's having a good time there in the background but uh you know and, and share it along uh you know with your friends let them know the joy that you're having every morning or if you're listening to the podcast every afternoon or evening and uh yeah let us know what you think well this being the last segment of the show as we do each and every day ryan is going to take us through this day in history all right guys sadly it's the last segment of our show today but happy for me i'm gonna go do some yoga after this <laughs> come on over big boy <laughs> <laughs> all right guys welcome to another installation of this day in history 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 with uh yours truly ryan wink let's get it cracking on this day in 12 15 the Magna Carta was created. And the Magna Carta, for those of you who, like, I kind of recognize the name, but I don't really know. That was the document that our Declaration of Independence is based off of and, uh, you know, sort of defines us as a free country. Mm, that was written by Jimmy Carter, right? Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, anything else on that? Well, uh, I had one other one. I heard it's a magnificent document. Oh, wait. There you go. That was it. Nice. Okay. Nailed it. 
<laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> All right, moving right along. On this day in 1888, crouching start first used in track and field by Charles Sherrill of Yale. Apparently, wow. they were just stand starting before then. Mm. Would you imagine? So, you know, we're used to it now. You see, any of the Olympics, everybody's crouching start. But this very first time, I'm sure everybody was looking at him like, how ridiculous is that? And then I'm sure he won, and everybody was like, oh, I got to do that. Yeah. I just remember that old movie, Crouching Start, Hidden Dragon. And, uh, you know, they've been doing that in in Asia for a long, long time. Yeah, that guy, that guy was actually, I heard he was pretty lazy. Uh, apparently, he was a crouch potato. <laughs> actually, oh, I, yeah. I've got some audio, audio of uh, the very first interview with him. Whatever, I'll do what I want. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, that he was he was quite the uh, orator. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if he had crouch itch. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get the crickets here. So right now you guys are getting the drums, but uh, you need something bigger like a locust on those. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a uh, you know, we keep it rolling. It's a good running joke. Hey, hey. See, that's All where right. the crickets well, would come in. That deserves nothing. You'll get Even nothing. the crickets didn't. Even the crickets uh, didn't light up on that one. Like, no, I heard a cricket kill itself. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> All Do you right. know that Elon Musk owns Willy Wonka's house? Gene Wilder's house? Does he really? Yes. That both, That's it. I did not know that. That both surprises me and doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. Did you know in uh, 1890, Louisiana legalized prize fighting? Did they really? <laughs> in, in 1890? Yeah, did that just hit you? <laughs> that was a good punchline, wasn't it? Oh! Uh, yeah. The that beast. One. Uh, knocked me, knocked me out. I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, man. was were there rules to uh, to this prize fighting? All I have written here is 1890 Louisiana legalized prize yeah. fighting. When did they I, legalize? Uh, you could take your fists and turn them like this. Turn them like this. Because <laughs> everybody, the, all you had to do was punch the other guy in the fa- fist, and they punched themselves in the face. For those listening, Billy's doing the uh, put your dukes up Irish fighting oh, yeah. Irish. The fighting, style. Uh, yeah. That style's the, no good. The worst. The only way that's good is if the other guy is doing the same doing thing. it as well. Well, and, uh, if, and I think a prerequisite is you had to have a handlebar mustache. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Or a curl. Yes. Or a nice curl. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and spandex, I think. <laughs> All right, uh, leaving prize fighting. Let's go to the next round of facts. Round. Woo! Two hundred years ago today, Florence Nightingale was born. The English woman came to prominence for her pioneering work in nursing, tending injured soldiers in the Crimean War, and laying the foundation for professional nursing. Shout out to Dana. Uh, Wasn't uh, Florence Nightingale on the Golden Girls? <laughs> I think that was B. Arthur. Oh, she sounds like it. B. Uh, sorry, B. Arthur Estelle Getty and Florence Nightingale. What a name! Sounds about right. Yeah. 
Nightingale. It's pretty. Your, her parents definitely set her up for success, you know, and, you know, the, the good news is that without her, we wouldn't have all of the great, um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, advances Stuff. in nursing <laughs> that we have today. And of course, you know, huh. it's, it's something that we absolutely need right now in this time of coronavirus. Too bad we don't have Tony here to drop that sound bite, but uh, yeah. So. Coronavirus! There you go. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> Thank you, Florence. And... This day in 1980, Mary Kay, the Texas entrepreneur who founded Mary Kay Cosmetics as a business opportunity for women, was born. So to housewives looking to be self-employed all across this great nation, Mary Kay was born today. Wow. What about, so Ashley was also born today too then, right? Mary Kay, oh, Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen, right? Hey, a good day for women between Florence Nightingale and Mary Kay. Uh, the only thing that uh, she gave us that is just an atrocity are those pink cars on the road. Oh, I know. Her and Angelique. Do you know who Angelique is? Or Ange- that lady in L.A.? I know. She yes. started Mary Kay. There's a lady in L.A. that's famous for having a pink Corvette. Yeah. No, Mary Kay started Mary Kay. Oh. No- <laughs> nothing like driving a bottle of Pepto-Bismol down the road. It does. It, it really does. I, I got can't... diarrhea just <laughs> man. Uh, you can th- th- that pink is the only is the only color that you can like look at and taste and feel bad in your mouth just by looking at it. Like, right, you chalky, get chalky. Yeah, get that chalky feeling in there. All right, moving on to the next. This one is a real kick in the pants. Nineteenth. 19- <laughs> Are, are you dropping nice. a pun before you even give us the story? Or? No, oh, okay. no. I could have thought of a better pun for this. This this is a real head trip. 1938 on this day, Sandoz Labs manufactures lysergic acid diethylamide, also Close known enough. as LSD. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, wait, wait, wait. What? Sandoz Labs. Oh, Sandoz Labs. 38? manufactures lsd wow good news everyone (laughs) good news everyone we found a way to talk to god (laughs) actually uh people are using lsd right now in uh, a huge trend called microdosing that and uh, psilocybin um you know in in very very small doses and they're finding Mm -hmm. that it has great effect on things like ptsd it also has a great effect on fun (laughs) <laughs> i got a bad feeling about this uh yeah i have i've heard about that um they've they've been using yeah psilocybin and lsd ptsd and it seems to be working yeah in fact there's u.s trials that have opened up to uh you know take a look at the effects of it and and maybe even take it off the uh, schedule one drug list well, in Oakland, uh, they decriminalized um, psilocybin, and in Denver, I believe. And Tim Ferriss, the podcaster, the entrepreneur podcaster, he is helps fund the uh, psilocybin research. He, he sure does. And uh, he's got a wonderful podcast that's worth listening to. Obviously, listen to ours first for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, if you want really good information, really good interviews with guests, check out the Tim Ferriss podcast. 
All right, guys, moving right along. Billy informed me of this one moments ago during the break, and I will share it with you now. On this day in 1963, Bob Dylan walks out on the Ed Sullivan show. Now, does anyone know what happened there? No, but my, my guess is it sounded a little like, I can't go on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, though. I, Ed Sullivan's a creepy dude-looking dude. Maybe he just got scared. Maybe, I mean, he was maybe he was tired of Dylan with his bolt BS. Ooh, you almost, you almost dropped it. <laughs> I know. I did. I dropped it. I wonder if it was in that, like, rock. what year was it? Uh, 63. Oh, that's early. He was still folk Dylan at that time, right? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Ooh, what, a, what a rebel to be an acoustic songwriter and walk out. I don't care who you are. If you're an acoustic songwriter, you're not tough. Okay. You could even <laughs> do good in a fight, but you're still not tough because you stand. You're like, you know, I'm out of here. And like, it's just not, it does it. There's nothing, you know, it's, it's not, there's no rock and roll in acoustic music. To be fair, at that time, he may have been on LSD. Yeah. And not a micro. No. 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 Full dose. No. You oh. know, you could probably roll up Bob Dylan's hair in, in, a, in a rolling paper and smoke it. <laughs> and Him and get high? Sick. Him no, you probably just get sick because it's hair, but you could do it if you wanted <laughs> oh, to. Oh, yeah. You definitely could. If you wanted. <laughs> Ryan, we've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, go ahead and take us through some more uh, This Day in History. All right. We'll go through a couple of quick ones. At Queen Elizabeth Hall on this day in 1967, Pink Floyd staged the first ever quadraphonic rock concert. Any idea uh, what I don't know. Let's move right along. We've got a minute <laughs> and a half, guys. 1984 on this day, Joe Lucius scores his 13th hole-in-one on the same hole. Man, what are the odds? <laughs> uh, he was later proven to be a liar. No, I, I made that part up, but he sounds like a liar to me. He's on this on day fire. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> on this day in 1984, South African prisoner and, and, and later president Nelson Mandela sees his wife for the first time in 22 years. <sighs> That's, I mean, wow. talk about social distancing. Whew. He was the I'm master at it. That's, yeah, I can't, that's older than most of these kids have been alive. I know, that's, that was a deep thought right there. Well, and if you're Nelson Mandela's wife, I mean, thinking about who he is, you have to stay faithful because, you know, if, yeah. you, if you stray on Nelson Mandela, you are the worst yeah. person in the world. Yeah, yeah Wendy he, Mandela. Do you know what he did, right? The first thing he did after getting out of, after those 22 years, he went to Bob Evans. Who's, who? No, I'm lying. Oh, okay. I just thought that. I thought that. <laughs> All right, guys, we got one more. All right, on this, we got 20 on seconds. This day in, on this day in 1994, Pulp Fiction, the film directed by Quentin Tarantino and starring John Travolta, Uma Thurman, and Samuel L. Jackson, premiered and won big at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. Boom. Still Great one of the movie. best of all time. Folks, thank you for sticking with us for these two hours. Tune in tomorrow morning for another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Folks, we will see you then.